Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hey, my friend, welcome to Simply Holy, the podcast for Catholics who want to grow in holiness and joy by living a simple, everyday spirituality. Hey, I'm Marge Steinhag Fenlon, and today, today we are going to be talking about something super exciting. We're going to be talking about Mary as Christ bearer. Yeah, interesting word, Christ bearer. So, so this is audio. If you saw the word, it would be Christ-bearer. In other words, Christ-bringer. Mary as the Christ-bringer. What does that mean? What does it mean? Well, when we look at, when we go, to the, go in church and we look at statues or paintings of the Blessed Mother, I would, not always, but very often, we see her with the child Jesus in her arms. So that's a pretty, that's a no-brainer, right? Christ-bearer, Christ-bringer. She's holding on to Christ, and, and she, she's showing him to us. But, but it goes so much deeper than that. It goes deeper even, if you can imagine, it goes deeper than the nativity. That's right. Of course, Christ bearer, yep, she bore him in her womb for nine one months until he was born. But but there's a different aspect of this that we really need to look at. And I think especially especially now in our present times, because because I I would yeah, you know what? No, I really I was I was gonna say I'm hesitant to say, but no, really, really, I'm just gonna lay down the line. These present times, there's been no time in history like this where we needed our Blessed Mother more to be the Christ bearer, to bring Christ to us, to the whole world, not just you and I, but to the whole world. Already as a child, Mary was the Christ bearer. Why? Because she carried our Lord she carried God in her heart, and she always brought Christ to others. She brought God to others because she wanted that that as many as possible 
would be converted to the faith. As many as possible, she wanted that they would turn to God. And so already, as a child, as a child of God, she was the dwelling place of our Lord. She was the Christ-bearer for others. Because of this, and because of who she is, her, her task is always to carry Christ once more into the hearts of men. So this is in keeping with the supernatural law. So as, as Christ-bearer, she went to Elizabeth. What happened at the visitation? What happened there? Well, Mary enters and St. John the Baptist leaps in his mother's womb, leaps in the womb of St. Elizabeth. Now, now the translation, the original word used in, in most of the translations used now, it says leapt, but, but the word that was originally used actually had a, a bigger connotation in, in that it wasn't just a little, you know, oh, leap in the air and, and up and down again, but it was more like a, a, a ram up in the mountains catapulting from one precipice to another. So, so we're talking about big-time leap, uh, a major shift in, in that child. So St. John leapt in his mother's womb. Why? Because Mary had brought the Savior to him, Christ-bearer. You see, she was the Christ-bearer. She also then was the Christ-bearer when she brought Jesus to the temple at the presentation. Again, Christ-bearer. She brings him to the temple. And from her arms, when she brought the baby Jesus to the temple, from her arms, Simeon and Anna received great blessings. Do you remember that? They were so grateful that they were able to see the Savior. Anna even says, wow, you know, now I can die happy because I've seen the promised Savior. Mary's Christ-bearer. She was Christ-bearer in the stable of Bethlehem to the shepherds, to the Magi. Christ-bearer at the temple when she she offered him to God, which was the custom. She was Christ-bearer on the way to Egypt. You know, we think of flight to Egypt, so we think they're running from danger, which in fact they were. That's exactly what the Holy Family was doing. They were running from danger. Herod's, Herod's men, Herod had sent out legions of hit men to, to kill the child, and, and who knows, probably would have killed mother and father as well. Even in that critical situation, she was Christ-bearer. Why? Because she was bearing Christ, this time outside of her womb, but she was bearing Christ to Egypt. To Egypt. Think about that. Did you ever, did you ever consider it that way? That she was bringing, she was 
bearing Christ and bringing him to Egypt. And, and goodness knows how many converts were made there in Egypt. The, the scripture doesn't tell us, but you could imagine that there were great numbers or maybe smaller numbers of conversions that were more in-depth. Because think, uh, how in the world could anyone have met, have encountered, conversed with, been a neighbor of the Holy Family and not been insanely attracted to their their holiness and and love of God. So so the Christ bearer to Egypt. And then for that 30 years that Jesus is at home. She's not so much because by this time of course he's growing into adulthood so it's not like she's literally carrying him around. But she's still Christ-bearer in the sense that she cared for him. This would have been her role as the mother, even after St. Joseph had passed away, to, to do the cooking and the cleaning and to, to care for our Lord, for his, his bodily needs and, you know, the laundry, all of those things. Christ-bearer, what she was doing was enabling him to grow in grace and wisdom, as it said in Scripture, by sharing in his life, sharing in his joys and sufferings, because there were sufferings. They were, they were poor, they were not rich, and they were under oppression from the Romans. So for 30 years, she was Christ-bearer, making it possible for him to grow and ready himself for his mission, which would happen after he turned 30 and until he was 33 when he went out in public for his public ministry. So that's a lot. That's 30 years worth of of Christ-bearing. 30 years. And then, of course, we know that she was Christ-bearer when she let go of him. I, I kind of not quite have, I've never really found the right word for this, because I imagine that when Jesus started his public ministry, there had to have been a certain amount of letting go. Now, we know that there are little snippets in Scripture that suggest she probably accompanied him or was close by at times when when he did his ministry, his public ministry. But she was Christ-bearer in that she surrendered her son. She surrendered him and freed him up so that he could go out and do his public ministry. Christ-bearer. You see how that goes? It's just a beautiful continuum of of how you know conceived in her womb but then but then it just keeps going on and on and on throughout Christ's life she when he died on the cross that was huge and and Christ bearer in the sense that she surrendered him his his 
life, his presence for her on earth, she surrendered that for the for our sake, for your sake and my sake, so that so that he could redeem the world, so that we could all get to heaven. Christ bearer, she bore Christ through all of that. She bore him in her heart, and brought him to us in all of those different ways. And today, today her task is to carry Christ into the hearts of men. And by that, you know, I mean men, women, children, all of mankind, all of humankind. We need her now more than ever before. We need her to carry Christ into the hearts of every human being. And she will. We need to open ourselves to that possibility and to yearn for it. You know, there there have been a number of times now where our Blessed Mother has appeared in various apparitions and let the seers know that she has all of these graces, she has all of this power to care for us, to defeat Satan. But she can't just do it of her own volition. She can't just wipe away evil. She can't just suddenly make things better for us. She can't just turn the tide. Why? Of her own will. We need to ask her. She's told the seers multiple occasions you have to ask. You know, in visions, people have asked, well, why? Why don't you just wave your hand and this is all going to be gone? All these troubles and tribulations are going to be gone. And she says, no, you don't understand. I can't do it just because I want to. I must do it. You must ask me to do it. This is supernatural law. This is, this is God's will for us, for our Blessed Mother. And as this Christ bearer now, she stands beside Jesus, always at the ready to bring him into the hearts of humankind. It's amazing when you think about it, isn't it? Christ bearer. We just, all we need to do is ask her, Mother, please, please bear our Lord in my heart. Please carry Christ into the hearts of humankind. This isn't, this isn't just imagery. This is reality. This is her role, is to stand beside her son as co-redemptrix in the plan of salvation. I've said this before, and, and I'll say it again. The only reason for Mary's existence is Jesus. That's the only reason she's ever existed. Not only in the fact that she was created to be the mother of God, but her entire 
being her entire life revolves around our Lord Jesus Christ. That 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 role of hers as Christ bearer. That that's what it's all about. That's what she was created for, was to bring Christ to others. And I, I've heard so many, I know, I've, I've really been berated too by some folks who don't understand how this works with the Blessed Mother. Uh, they've, they've, you know, it, we, we offend Christ, or Christ is the, the only intercessor between God and man. Well, I would agree with that. Christ is the ultimate intercessor between God and man. This is true. And and I won't ever argue that point. But I mean, think about how many think about how we so easily ask each other, you know, we we ask someone, can you pray for me, please? Can you pray for this? Can you just hey, hey, remember to pray for such and such? Well, well, why is it different with our Blessed Mother? Why is it wrong to ask our Blessed Mother to to approach her son in our name and intercede for us before his, his presence, before his throne? You see, she is always with Jesus. She is always there whispering our requests into his Ear, just as she did at the wedding feast in Cana. You know, and again, that's a great example of Mary as, as Christ bearer. Because what did you realize what happened there at Cana? There was a bunch of, there were a bunch of things. All right, for, but, but primarily what happened there, that was the beginning of Christ's public ministry. That was that was the moment for the very first time that he performed a public miracle and revealed who he actually was. And why did he do it? He did it at Mary's request. He did it because his mother asked him to. Jesus, they have no wine. What can you do for this young couple? This is an awful thing to run out of wine at a wedding banquet. And he does it. Now, initially, he gives her what, what it seems to be like a little, a little hmm, kickback. You know, woman, what have you to do with me? There's a deeper meaning behind that that I, I would need to get into in a different podcast. But he does it. And what does she do? What is after she issues her request to Jesus, she goes to the servants and she says, do whatever he tells you. She's bringing Christ to those servants in the sense of she's being Christ bearer because she is letting the servants know that something really important is going to happen. Do, do whatever he tells you. He, who's the he? The he is Jesus. Who she pointed? She's pointed to Jesus then as the Savior, as the God-man. So you see, Christ-bearer. Even in that situation, Christ-bearer. And, and furthermore, 
It's not just about changing water to wine at at a wedding feast. It's about proclaiming Christ's Christ's divinity to all of humankind. It's about showing her intercessory power with her son. And the third part of that is it is a clear message to us that we, like the servants, are to do whatever Jesus tells us. And it's a message to us that when we have a need, we should feel free to approach our Blessed Mother and ask her to, figuratively speaking, change our water into wine. The Christ bearer. I think this image of Mary as Christ bearer is one of the most beautiful facets of of our Blessed Mother. And I think, personally, we don't hear that We just don't hear that title often enough. We don't hear her described that way often enough. You know, we we hear all, she's given all these beautiful titles and they are all, all beautiful and they are all valid and they're all important. But for me, this idea of being Christ bearer that always leads us to Christ. Isn't that amazing? to Christ through Mary. That's my whole ministry. That's that's the motto of my entire ministry. I'm sure you've heard me say that before. And as Christ bearer, even more than that, then Mary is the easiest way to Christ because she's so much like him and so ready to show us how to proceed on that path of becoming holier and more Christ-like, the Christ-bearer. And as Christ-bearer, she is also the patroness of the church. And doesn't our church need help right now? You know it does. I know it does. Our church needs help right now. And we need our Blessed Mother. We need Mary as Christ-bearer, the patroness excuse me, of the church, the Christ-bearer. How does this work? Because she brings us the new life we have in Christ. We become members of Christ through Mary. It's through Mary. You see... Mary cares for each Christian exactly as she cared for her beloved son, Jesus. Isn't that amazing? That's right. Why? Because we are members of the mystical body of Christ. We are part of Christ and he is part of us. Mary is the mother of Christ which includes his mystical body. And so we could draw the conclusion that, therefore, she's our mother too, 
and the patroness of the church, the whole church. This is where we, I believe, need to focus right now in in this very important time that we look to Mary as Christ-bearer and remove all the obstacles that get in the way for her to do that. And by that I mean our own doubt and to help help squelch the, the doubt of others to, to acknowledge and give her honor as Christ-bearer to sacrifice and, of course, pray. Pray for her to bear Christ into the hearts of all men. She will do it. But remember, she wants, she needs, not just wants, she needs to be asked. This is supernatural law. It's just the way it is. It's the way it works. She doesn't have a magic wand that she can wave, wave around at her own whim. All right? It, we need to ask. You know, why do we pray at all? Because God wants that we ask for the good things he has in store for us. That we ask for the graces to make our way through trials and tribulation. It's the same with the Blessed Mother. It is God's will that we ask her to bear Christ in our hearts, to bear Christ in the hearts of others, that we ask her. Now, that's a lot to digest in one podcast, but um, I'll tell you, I I encourage you, my friend, to, to ponder this over the next week until my next podcast and look for opportunities look for opportunities to point out how she is bearing Christ for you for others to be confident in her ability to do so this is what's going to change the world my friends this is what's going to really make a difference and so pray hard remember she is Christ bear her and let her do her thing <laughs> let her do stop letting your doubts or anybody's doubts or criticisms get in the way mary is christ bearer she has a very important mission for our present times hey thanks so much for joining me today. This has been great. I love talking about the Blessed Mother. I love talking with you. And listen, if you'd like to know more about me, please, please go to my website, margefenelin.com. Please go to margefenelin.com. There you can subscribe to my weekly newsletter called Merry Mail. Every week I send out, it's about takes about three minutes to read the the reflection for the week and it's going to lead you into a deeper love of Jesus and our blessed mother Mary a better understanding of 
our holy church. I also put my blog posts there, my other videos there, uh, other podcast episodes. It's it's a lot of information, always the upcoming important dates that we want to remember. And I always include a book excerpt from one of my books. And of course, it's the year of St. Joseph. So every week there's a prayer to St. Joseph, a different prayer and a different Marian prayer every week. You'll love it. Merry Mail, go to my website, marchfenelin.com. You also can find out there how to... Bring me to your parish, your retreat, your conference, or to set up with me an online event. I can do all of those things, and I would love to do it for you. MarchFenland.com, you can find my books and my religious items there to help you grow in holiness. Until next time, remember that the only thing stopping you from becoming holy is the excuse you make for not pursuing it. God bless you, my friend, and may our Mother Mary protect and guide you. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.